2 Corinthians chapter 9, we'll begin reading here with verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully or generously or liberally, he that sows liberally or generously or bountifully shall reap also bountifully or generously or liberally. Praise God. So, you see in this case that if you want a generous harvest or a bountiful harvest, then you need to sow generously. Now, as uh, we have said uh, just earlier, uh, generous may be different in a different person's life because people have different amounts of money in their life at that present time. And so, uh, anyone can be generous. I said, anyone can be generous. And generous causes a generous harvest. So, sowing seed is like farming. I said, sowing seed is like farming. So if you sow a seed, I mean, someone may have a small uh, uh, amount to sow. Maybe they say uh, they're going to sow five acres of corn. And um, they raise that crop that year. Next year, they say, I'm going to go for 10 acres. And so they increase their uh, sowing, but they always get a harvest, the harvest is always, as we said earlier, multiplied, right? Yes. So then uh, maybe the third year they say, well, I'm going to stretch out and I'm going to increase the 20 acres. I'm going to double it. I doubled it last time. I'm going to double it this time. And so they double their sowing and they get a harvest from 20 acres of corn. Uh, actually, Luke 6.38 says, uh, Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom, for with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. I'm just going to emphasize the last phrase of that verse. For what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Well, with the measure you give out, that's the measure it's coming back in. All right, for, for example, if you give it out in $1 bills, then it's going to come multiplied back in $1 bills. Now then, if you get uh, say, well, I, I want to increase that, I'm going to put $5 in. And it, this is just a testimony of somebody in the church that's been here for many years I remember Carol, uh, who is Carol Allen now, but uh, she was, uh, had been through a divorce and, and a very difficult time in her life. And, uh, but she said, I'm going to give. And she didn't have much to give, but she started with $5 a week, $5 a week. Now, most teenagers could do that. You know, so she started with $5 a week. Well, then, of course, she raised that up, and God blessed her, and uh, 
she has been on our staff for many years, but uh, then God gave her a good husband. Amen. Was a good steward who was a giver. Amen. And so they joined together to give the and live in a nice home, drive nice cars, bless life. Yep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Took a little time, but they were faithful. Amen. I said they were faithful. Uh, scripture says, if you are faithful over little, he'll make you ruler over much. All right, so then, uh, if you are desirous to increase your giving, then you just say, okay, Lord, I, I believe that I can give, you know, could be $10 more. I, I can give $100 more, uh, depending on the person and depending on uh, your ability to give. But anybody can be generous at whatever level. Now, I could say probably Carol was being more generous than uh, a, a large number of people in the church. And she was only giving $5. Now, I'm not encouraging you to give $5 because that's not where you're at. But you see how faithful God is and how good God is. God wants to bless anybody in any situation at any time in their life. Hallelujah. And if we will simply increase in our giving, if we will sow generously with what we have to sow, then God will increase our life. Let's go to the next verse there. Every man, look at your neighbor, said, must mean you. It's not just talking about male gender here. Every man or woman or person, every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a what? Cheerful giver, praise the Lord. So he says this is uh, uh, what every man should do, every person should do, according as he purposeth in his heart. Now, remember, your tithe is the Lord's. It's holy unto the Lord. So we're going we're gonna to give our tithe, bring our tithe, and, and that's the Lord's. We're uh, giving that no matter what, right? We dedicate ourselves to bringing what belongs to the Lord to his house. All right, but then we're, we're purposing in our heart to do something above that. So as a man purposes in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly, not doing it grudgingly, not, well, what's grudging? That's wishing he could keep it. Well, I'm, I'm going to give this, but, no, our attitude is important as well, isn't it? He says, not grudgingly or of necessity, not, not just because there's a need. There is a need. There's an obvious need. We presented the need, right? It's obvious need, and there's always going to be need with anything that's doing anything, right? But with the local church, there's always going to be needs uh, that need to be met and people's lives that need to be uh, reached and uh, altered and changed by the Spirit of God and the truth. So there's always needs, but he said, not just because there's a need, he said, for God loves a, what? Cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. So purpose in your heart. Now, just by way of my testimony, not to 
appoint anything to myself. It's the grace of God. But I'm just thankful for the goodness of God and grace of God. And his goodness in my life. But, you know, when I was in, in Bible school, I heard Dad Hagen tell a story about a man in his church. And he worked in the oil field. And he worked in the oil field. He made pretty good money. So he was making pretty good money. But this man had dedicated 30% of his income to the church. And he gave 30% of his income to the church faithfully. And then there was an oil field accident. He fell and was, and he was in the hospital almost dead. Brother Hagen was there. Brother Hagen said, Lord, I'm not going to let him die. And he began to plead his case. And he said, he's a faithful man. He's faithful to the church. He's a faithful giver. He gives 30% of his income to the church. He's a blessing to the church. And Lord, I'm just not going to let him die. Well, I may be, I'm not telling the whole story, but I'm just telling you enough to know. Anyway, God raised him up. He did actually die, went to heaven, and saw Jesus and Jesus said, you'll have to go back. He said, I don't want to go back. I mean, if you go to heaven, you don't want to go back to the earth. He said, I don't want to go back. And he said, well, you'll have to go back. He said, well, I don't want to go back. Well, he said, you'll have to go back because Brother Hagin won't let you come. In other words, his prayers was holding him. And so the man came back. To life. Praise God. And he lived out his life. And continued to be blessed. Praise God. Somebody say God's good. Now he was good in a lot of ways in that story, right? Praise God forever. So anyway, he, he, was, uh, he was a blessing to the church. Well, then I heard uh, Pastor Mark Hankins. And I heard him while I was... Uh, actually in Bible school as well. And I heard him talking about his own experience and his own testimony, and he told how he uh, gave 30% of his income. Now, he was a young preacher. In fact, he was going on the road at that time. From pastoring a church, he was going on the road traveling, had two young kids, I mean just young kids, like, one and three or something like that. I mean, Aaron and Alicia, just kids. And so, and he only had a few places to preach. I mean, so he's, he's walking by faith. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a van they're traveling in. And so, but he testified that he gave 30% of his income. Well, when he testified of that, it just struck a note inside of me. And then Brother Hagin's story about this man in the church. So I, I just caught that in my heart. And I began to start to do that, not 30%. I start off with 5% above. Okay. 
I started off with 5% above my 10th, so now I'm giving 15%. And then when I came here, I didn't have any promise of income. We got a little money, as, as you know, but God took care of us. You know, we first started the church. We started with Pastor Andy and, and, and four more people. And those four people, after about a few weeks, they moved out of town. And so we're, this is a few people. That's how we started this church. So we didn't have very much, uh, you know, income. So we got to rent a space. And so uh, we had very small income. We got a rent house. God took care of us. We never lacked. God always took care of us. God was faithful. But we started stretching. Even though we didn't have a lot, we started stretching. We said, I'm going to give 20% of my income. So we started doing 20%. And then after a period of time, we said, we'll do 25%. And then after another uh, little while, we said, we'll do 30%. So we've been doing 30% for almost 40 years, probably about, probably about uh, 38, 39. So this is not a new thing, but I can testify that God has been faithful and he has been good. But we did it when it didn't look like you could do it. You couldn't sit down and figure this out on paper. You couldn't, you couldn't make a budget because there is no, there's no way you could figure a budget. So we didn't, we didn't do that. We just, we knew we had bills and we were uh, consistent in paying them. We didn't always do what, uh, eat where everybody else ate. You understand? You do what you got to do. Praise God to take care of uh, responsibilities. But God always supplied. And God kept blessing us as we continued to give. So in your life, you know, I'm not saying everybody's going to do that, but somebody might. I'm sure they didn't know I was going to do that. I was sitting there just as a young man, and I, and I caught it. The Lord dealt with my heart about it, and I started believing that I could do that. Praise God. So, whatever you can do in your life, whatever the Holy Spirit prompts you to do, and if you'll just do that, then God will bless you. Amen. Uh, God doesn't ask you to give so you can have less. God, the more you give, the, you can give more and have more. Praise God. In other, in other words, you can, the more you give, doesn't mean you're going to have less. It means you're going to have more. And you may not always see that harvest, you know, in a week or two weeks or three weeks or even a month. Or, and, and sometimes maybe not even in a year may not see that full harvest. But thank God the harvest comes. Hallelujah. You might be reaping a harvest some seeds you sowed a good while ago. Praise the Lord. But uh, your, your bigger harvest is still coming. Hallelujah. I said your bigger harvest is still coming. It's still out there. Thank you, Jesus. So God loves a cheerful giver. In other words, get happy. Hallelujah when you're giving. 
Praise God. Praise God that you have to give. When you see somebody without, you should thank God you, you have to give. You, you don't just have to live. I mean, there, there, there are people that are doing without all kinds of stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I saw a woman out on the street, and obviously she didn't have nothing. She didn't have a home. She didn't have a place. She, she was just sitting there. And I was eating at uh, this restaurant, so I just bought her a sandwich because I got a sandwich there and bought her a sandwich, take it, took it out to her, and just said, do you know Jesus loves you? And she said, yes. Do you know Jesus? You, do you know him personally? Do you know he lives in your heart? She said, yes. But obviously, there's something, something bad wrong. Praise God. God wants to bless God wants to bless everybody. But just just think about how blessed you are. You are more blessed than most people all over the world. You live in nice homes. You live in nice uh, places. And you have nice cars to drive. And you eat good. And you're just blessed. Hallelujah. You're blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. God has been good to you. Anybody in the house could testify the goodness of God, the blessings of God that have come to your life and come to your home and come to your family and come to your children. The blessing of the Lord is, makes rich and he adds no sorrow. The goodness of God. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, and God is able to make all grace. God's able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. God's able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always, think about the language here, always having all sufficiency in all things. Everything's covered. God's taking care of every need of your life. God is covering every need of your life. God is so good that he covers everything. Always having all sufficiency in all things. And that you would be able to abound unto every good work. That you could be generous where you're connected. Praise the Lord. You could be generous in your giving. You could uh, be generous in your care for people. Hallelujah. Because when you're giving for buildings, you're not just, it's not about a building. It's really about people. You want the building to be nice, but it's so it can serve its people. You want, the, you want the youth to know that we care about them. You want the children to know that we care about them. Amen. We, we want them to know that. We want them to know that they're valuable. We want them to know that God values them and God has a plan for their life. And it is a plan for them to prosper as well as be blessed in every area of their life. Be blessed spiritually. Praise God. So when we give, then we are just letting them know 
You're important. You're valuable. Hallelujah. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And it's a good plan. Hallelujah. We don't want them running away from the church because they don't think that they can be uh, enjoy life. No, we want them to enjoy life when they're young children, when they're teenagers, and when they grow up. They, the church was a place of blessing. It was a place of joy. It was a place of God's goodness. The grace of God was on my life, and I'm going to stay with it. I'm sticking with it. Praise God forever. God's able to make all grace abound toward you. So anything that you receive from God is his grace. Now he lets us participate in the process. But I'm going to give you, let's, let's just go back to chapter 8 for a minute. Verse 7. This is therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. You're abounding in these other areas. He says, see that you abound in this grace also. What grace is he talking about? If you read the context, he's talking about the grace of giving. And he was talking to people that were going through a great trial. But he said, see that you abound in this grace also. Hallelujah. So your giving is grace. It's, It's the grace of God. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that we wake up in the morning. <laughs> it's the goodness of God that we have air to breathe. It's the goodness of God that you can breathe. Consider all the people that went through COVID. And, you know, I supposedly had it one time, but it was a, it was a real, big th- real big deal, thank God. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, that's, and some people, it took their life. Some people, they couldn't breathe. So we are thankful that we can breathe. How many thankful in here this morning that you can breathe, that you can walk, that you can talk, that you can, thank God. When my wife went through that accident, I mean, she couldn't swallow. She crawled out of bed and fell on the floor because she was paralyzed. But God, hallelujah, thank God, she's not, she's not having any problem eating, hallelujah. She's, glory to God. Pastor Andy said, you're a good eater, Pastor Vicki. Thank you, Jesus. Just recently, she was at her neurologist, and uh, she had talked to him about driving again, and, and he was looking at her record, and he, he said, my God. Huh. 
He said, your brain was frayed. I mean, he was like, he was amazed. You know, they deal with a lot of people, so they forget sometimes just how bad it was. Your brain was frayed. It was turned around in your, in your head. But God, hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. And, and from all of the uh, MRI, she shouldn't be alive. But she is. Hallelujah. Thank God forever. No money can buy that. But God, hallelujah. It was his grace, but your obedience to God, hallelujah. It was your grace to give and your grace to fill uh, the house of God. It was your grace. I mean, everything you do is grace, hallelujah. You bring somebody to the house of God. It's the grace of God that you won somebody to Jesus, hallelujah. And when we say 3,000 souls, we're not just talking about for this house. I mean, Pastor Andy and Minister Darnell, both of them in their travel recently won people to Jesus. They don't live here, but they live somewhere. And they need Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They may not all come to this church, but we're going to get as many of them in the church as we can. Praise the Lord. But we're going to do a job for Jesus. By the grace of God, we're going to win people to Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So all of your giving is grace. It's the grace of God that we can give. Praise God. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove your sincerity of, love, of your love. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So Jesus didn't just take your sin on the cross, he took your poverty. He didn't just take your sickness on the cross, he took your poverty. He took every ailment of humanity, he took it on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it doesn't, I don't mean that everybody's going to be a trillionaire. I mean that everybody's going to be abundantly provided for. Hallelujah. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And if you would compare yourself right now with most of the world, you are rich. Already. 
So it's, it's, it's the grace of God that we are able to give. It's the grace of God that we're able to live. It's the grace of God that we're able to receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank God for his grace. Back to chapter 9. Hallelujah. God is able. Everybody say, God's able. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Somebody say, God's ability. <laughs> so this is not just your smarts. This is your obedience. This is God's grace. Hallelujah. The grace of God. And God's able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he that hath dispersed abroad and hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. So he, when we give, like we said, 597,000 last year to missions, when we give, most of that is given to the poor in some form. When you're given to missions, most of them are poor. So, when you give to this effort, you're not just giving to this building. You're giving to the poor. And it says, your righteousness remains forever. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower. Both minister bread for your food. So, God ministers he ministers to you. Seed to sow. In other words, you didn't have seed. He gave you seed. It's God's grace that gave you seed to sow. He ministers seed to the sower and both, both minister bread for your food. In other words, what you need. Not just the bread you eat, but your needs are supplied. And multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. He gives you seed to sow, so that's God's grace. He gives you food to eat and provision in your life to take care of your responsibilities and enjoy things. And he multiplies your seed sown. So when you give, don't consider it it's gone. No, that's seed sown. Oh, that's, that's money I don't have. No, that's seed sown. Yes, it is money that you don't have in your bank account, but it's seed sown for a harvest to come to your life and the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May I tell you a testimony, Catherine, a little bit? You may not know what I'm going to tell, but anyway... <laughs> 
But <clears throat> thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm going to tell this part. She's got a lot of testimony. But she is a real estate agent. Well, today she owns three homes. I don't know. When you got married, do you have four now? <laughs> so they have four houses. That's a blessing. That's multiplication. That's better than one. In, in the scripture, God, one of God's blessings is houses. Not just house, houses. Praise the Lord. So maybe you don't want houses to take care of, but you know, it's a, it is a blessing. It's a great blessing. Praise God. And it's a blessing now. You know, her husband passed away many years ago at this point. It's a good while. Dwayne is a great man in our house, in the church. A good man. But he passed away, went to heaven. But now she's got another good man. So that's a blessing of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Somebody say the Lord is good. God is a redeemer. God is a restorer. God is a good God. God is good to you. God's grace is on your life. 